Indeed, that's how I felt like opening up today with some with some Starks, some some Iron Man. This is in that mood today, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back, podcast Free Smoke, the podcast Free Smoke. All things boxing, all things MMA. We back at you with another episode. And um, big fight this weekend. Um, I didn't really talk about this fight building up, but turned out to be a really good fight. Canelo Alvarez versus Gennady Golovkin, a.k.a. Triple G. Back and forth, forth fight. Really good fight. Really high action fight. Pretty much uh, nonstop action. Um, all 12 rounds. Canelo comes out with the majority decision, I believe. Uh, he was scored two scorecards that went his way. And they had another scorecard that was a draw. A lot of, um, I ain't gonna say a lot. I'm saying some controversy. Not, in my opinion, I don't think it should be controversy, but. There's a lot of people out there saying Triple G should have won that fight. I thought that they um, they got the decision right, actually. I predicted Triple G would win this fight. I thought he would dominate Canelo. I thought Canelo's confidence would be affected by being off the clenbuterol or whatever roids he was on, whatever PEDs he was taking. So I do, I'm pretty sure, you know, in my opinion, I think, I think Canelo probably was on something for a while now. And I thought that he was going to come in this fight affected by that. And he was going to have a situation where Triple G was going to be able to, you know, take advantage of that. And him being a natural bigger man, I thought that he would uh, impose his will on Canelo a little bit more. So let's get right into it. Go ahead and do my post-fight analysis. Triple G. Canelo. Canelo Triple G. <clears throat> um, they got they pretty much got right into it, uh, starting off the fight, back and forth, exchanging punches. Um, Canelo came out right away, established that he was gonna stake out the center of the ring, and uh, Triple G, man, you know that was the biggest shock of the fight for me is that uh, Triple G. 
I just don't know what's special about this guy, to be honest with you. I mean, here's the thing. Because a lot of people are saying, well, you know, Triple G basically came out, established the jab. And that's what he always do against big punchers. You know, he establishes the jab. And he used the jab in the first fight. I thought this fight, he definitely... A lot of people talk about how his jab looked improved. But the thing was, Canelo wasn't really moving this fight. So, they go to show you in the first fight, it's a reason why Triple G's jab was looking sloppy and all over the place. And he was missing a lot. It's just because Canelo was moving a lot. In this fight, Triple G got what... Him and his trainer, um, his trainer got what they were asking for. Canelo came out, stood in the middle of the, in the ring, stood in the pocket, and exchanged punches. What did Triple G do? Triple G decided he wanted to establish the jab. Now, a lot of people were confused. Why? Why are so many people complaining? Why do people bring up the fact that this guy turns into a jab factory whenever he got somebody in there tough? You know, and somebody in there that can crack. I'm going to give you my reasons. Here's my problem with the jabs. The jabs are fine. It's fine. It's nothing wrong with throwing a bunch of jabs, even though you claim to be this Mexican style uh, Kazakhstan brawler who just throw all caution to the wind and just go out there and destroy everything in your path. That's clearly what, but Triple G's not that. Triple G's an excellent boxer. With an Olympian pedigree, amateur pedigree, Olympian level, amateur pedigree. He is a great boxer. A very good boxer, I should say. A very good boxer. Not the most athletically gifted guy. Not the fastest guy. Not the best footwork. Definitely not the best head movement. But Triple G can box. And he has an, a, a really good jab. He has a good jab, a powerful jab at that. And he likes to use it. My problem with him using the jab against Canelo is that when you're using a jab, it's usually to set something up. And I'm sitting there watching the fight. And I'm like, man, you're throwing a lot of jabs. Use, use the jab to set up something else. Set up a power shot. He was never able to set up a shot to deter, to really deter Canelo from staying in the pocket, to get Canelo to move out of the pocket. He never countered Canelo, really. He didn't hurt Canelo in that fight because he never used his jab to really set anything up. He did hurt him in the 10th round. A lot of people pointed that out. He did, he did hurt him in the 10th round. And, but he was using the jab all night. And it's like when you're using the jab that much, you should be able to start setting up other things with the jab. He beat David Lemieux the same way. When he fought David Lemieux, he used his jab to set up other punches. And that eventually led to him stopping Lemieux. And instead, in this fight, I just felt like he never set anything. He never was... There never was, uh, I, I didn't, I just didn't see the, I didn't see a sense of urgency in Triple G to use that jab to set up a big right hand or use that jab to set up a left, a left, a left hook, 
I didn't see that jab to set up the, um, you know, any body work. He didn't put in any body work. I thought he was this excellent body puncher. For some reason, even in his, he just he's abandoned that, and I think that's that goes with uh, that comes with the, his level of competition going up. <clears throat> the better his competition get, the more human Triple G looks. In this fight, he looked really human, and in fact, in my opinion, that's the we've seen the best days of Triple G. It's not gonna get any better. He's never gonna have a, another performance like he did again. I mean, what is his best performance? You just not. I mean, if he fights, as long as he's fighting top level competition, you're not gonna see. You're not gonna see Triple G. He's not gonna be this unstoppable force that he was before. And he never really, and all, all that was, that was all smoke and mirrors anyway, in my opinion, because of the level of competition he was facing. When you see him in there against a Danny Jacobs, what does he do? Turn into a jab machine. He's firing out jabs left and right. But he's setting up big shots. He was not, it just felt like, it just seemed like he was not able to do that in this Canelo fight was not able to set up a big enough shot to deter Canelo from standing in the middle of the ring. Canelo stood right in the pocket and was backing Triple G up. The smaller man, and I, and I really noticed it this fight. When I looked at this fight, you could rarely see the size difference. Like Canelo's, Canelo's for whatever reason, whatever, you know, whatever reason, is smaller than he was in the last fight. But with with that, surpri- surprisingly, came better cardio. I, I was I was amazed. I was shocked at how good Canelo's cardio stood up, his stamina. I really expected him to gas out. That was part of the reason I chose Triple G to beat him is because I thought he would gas out by the end of the fight and Triple G would take over the fight. Uh, Triple G did come on a little bit stronger in the second half of the fight, but again, I think Triple G. Jinx, I'm not gonna say he jinxed himself, but he he put himself in a bad position by saying that Canelo ran. That plays in the mind of the fans, and then you know that eventually got to the judges at some point. Because that was your whole that was the whole narrative was that him and Abel Sanchez were trying to build was that Canelo ran the first fight. That Canelo's not a real Mexican, insinuating things like he's not a real Mexican and. He doesn't uh, fight. He doesn't fight the real Mexican style. And what you ended up seeing was that's exactly what Canelo did this fight. Canelo was like, "All right, I don't fight real Mexican style. All right, I'm gonna show you what Mexican style is. I'm standing in the pocket and I'm throwing these dogs. Let's go dog for dog. Let's throw these mutts. And Triple G." Couldn't do nothing with Canelo, man. Could not get Canelo out of there. Couldn't take him off his feet. All these other guys you done dropped. Danny Jacobs hit the ground. Uh, Kell Brook hit the ground. Uh, I think Kell Brook ended up taking a knee. Or You dropped Kell Brook. I think in the, yeah, he dropped Kell Brook in the first fight. All these other guys eventually hit the ground when they, they even try to stand in front of Triple G. But a lot of the times, that's because they're retreating. 
and they, and they fight Triple G, they, and they they a little bit timid. They a little bit afraid. They they don't want to commit. <clears throat> so this fight, you had a guy for pretty much the first time ever stand in the pocket with Triple G, and Canelo was taking a lot of big. He was taking big shots. But it's like he was anticipating those big shots. Again, Shoji didn't use his jab to really set anything up against Canelo. Plus, Canelo got you know he sees he got savvy. He's savvy with, on the, with his defense. Canelo can box, man. You say what you want about Canelo, Clint Buterall or not, Canelo can box. He's an above average boxer. He got decent power. I never thought he was this this phenom. He's never been like a young phenom to me, but Canelo just a tough-ass kid who trained hard and got heart, got bravado, and he proved that. He proved that in, this, in that fight. Stood in there with the bully and backed the bully up. And to me, he outworked Triple G. Landed more power shots than him. Triple G in there trying to box. Canelo like, man, let's throw these dogs. And, and, and to me, that just exposed everything I need to know about Triple G. To me, the book is closed on Triple G, man. I'm closing the book on Triple G. I'm closing the book. I've seen everything I need to see. This guy is okay. Like I said, he had a great career. Um, did very good in the Olympics. Had a great amateur career. Came into the sport a little bit late in his, in his career. Or um, a little bit late. You know, for his age. Beat a bunch of mid-tier guys. Beat a bunch of guys who pretty much either retired or fell to the wayside after he fought them. Soon as he stepped up in competition, and I'm talking about Kell Brook, you start to see that this guy was human. He got in there with somebody who had a pulse, Kell Brook. Even though Kell Brook was two sizes, two weight divisions under him, Kell Brook was catching him with uppercuts, freezing him. You know, freezing him in the middle of the ring, just catching him with big shots, and he pretty much just dogged uh, Kell Brook by using his. His size, you know, he's a middleweight and he just jumped on Kell Brook. Kell Brook couldn't do nothing at that point. But you saw in the Danny Jacobs fight, as soon as Danny Jacobs stopped fighting Timmit, Danny Jacobs started backing him up. Danny Jacobs was in there yelling at him and screaming at him and banging on his chest. Danny Jacobs figured out too late in the fight that Triple G, for lack of a better word, wasn't shit. Like, man, you ain't shit. Just throw these dogs. You ain't shit. But it was too late. Fought Canelo in the first fight. Couldn't make adjustments. That's another thing about True G I noticed. Did not make an adjustment in 24 rounds with Canelo. 24 rounds. You had 12 previous rounds going in this fight. No adjustments were made. Canelo made it easier I mean, he made it easy for Triple G 
to land his jab. He stood right in front of him so that he can land his jab. Yet, we didn't get, we didn't get any, he didn't set up any devastating big shots to make Canelo start to move around like he did in the first fight. First fight, Canelo came in there and was trying to box, move around, countering the shit out of Triple G. And Canelo just got tired, pretty much. Canelo was pretty much, Canelo was outboxing this man. And he eventually just got tired. When he got tired, it, it looked, you know, he, he started falling against the ropes a lot. Triple G was pretty much chasing him around because he was, he was, he was tired. When we come to this fight, this is a new fight. Canelo says, all right, look, I did move around a lot in the first fight. I tell you what, y'all stand in the center of the ring and just throw these dogs. Just throw these mutts. What did Triple G do? Jab, 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 and backed up. Was backing up. You are, he, you are, you choose to box now. I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I was, I'm really watching that fight, and I'm thinking in the fight, I'm like, man, what advantages are you gonna use against this guy? You bigger than this guy. You probably punch harder than this guy. What are you like? Why are you trying to outbox Canelo? Why are you trying to outbox Canelo? Just beat Canelo down. This dude standing right in front of you. You can't miss with the jab. Throw a big shot. Throw some body work. Put some body work in there. That's enough. Let me go back to that, though. Canelo was the one putting in the body work. Canelo was digging in Triple G's body. That's, that's, that's part of the reason why he couldn't get off the shit that he wanted to get off. But my thing is, going even with saying that, when, when, when was Triple G... I'm watching the fight again. I watch it again. I'm I'm thinking like, at what point do you realize you need to hit the switch? That things are not going my way. I need to make an adjustment. This guy digging him. He's starting to dig in my body now. Why'd you even let it get to that point? After 80 jabs to Canelo's head. When do you say, man, this dude really not getting out of the way of my jab? I, I could probably, he looking for my jab now. I can probably sneak something else in there. I could probably sneak a right hand to the body in there. I could probably, you know what I mean? Like, at what point do you say, this guy is not, the jab is not making this guy go away, and this guy's not getting out of the way of the jab? I probably can throw something else. But he couldn't do that. He couldn't do it. He couldn't set up anything. He couldn't land, couldn't set anything up, and he couldn't land anything big, like truly big on Canelo Alvarez. He couldn't really land combinations in that fight. Canelo was the only one landing combinations, throwing combinations. And Triple G just looked, I don't know, man. I get the feeling that they fought, they fought 10 times straight. Canelo's going to get the majority of this, the decisions or he's going to get a draw because he just outworks Triple G. He got better hand speed than Triple G, higher work rate. 
for some reason he wants to he wants to box he want to go in there and box against Canelo a guy the smaller guy a guy that you should be wrecking to the body a guy that you should be blasting with headshots pause You want to go in there and you want to you want to jab you want to out jab this guy, and you you gonna you think Canelo thinks, and Abel already know. Abel knew the deal. Abel wasn't protesting that decision after the fight. Abel knew what happened. Triple G on the other hand, still delusional. He in the post fight saying he and he ran out of the ring before he could interview. But even after the fight, he up there saying the reporters he thought he should have won the fight. And, Canelo really didn't fight Mexican style, blah, blah, blah. Triple G really thinks that he can outbox Canelo and still get the decision. He don't understand why he's not getting these decisions. You're not getting these decisions because you're not fighting the way that you usually fight. You continue. You can't beat Canelo fighting the way. You can't fight in that way. Jabbing him and trying to outbox him. You a bigger man. You the guy coming in here with the Mexican style moniker and all this. Claiming this guy's not Mexican style. Even though he's a Mexican. You telling a Mexican he not Mexican style. That shit is. The judges. The WBC. They all hear that. They all hear that. So when you coming out there. They expecting you to fight that way. Oh. Triple G said that he Canelo was the one that's not Mexican style. So I know he going to come with Mexican style. Nah, you come out there and try to outbox and outjab the smaller guy. And then he come out there and he actually do fight Mexican style and you still can't you still not doing anything with him. You you still not making any adjustments. So like I said, man, I'm closing the book on the Triple G hype. Don't ever Look, I'm building this podcast from the ground up. Listener by listener. I'm closing the book on Triple G. The hype. Anybody want to debate me on that? I'm cool with that. <laughs> but to me, Triple G mostly was a hype job. Um, he was the poster boy for this for this agenda by HBO to push Eastern Europeans up into the spotlight, hyping just over hyping Eastern European fighters, trying to make people think that everybody afraid that these other fighters out here are afraid to fight these Eastern European fighters, giving them all these accolades. Claiming that everybody should fight them, even though they never fight each other. None of the Eastern Europeans fight each other. How long Kovalev and Golovkin been around? They ain't never fought each other. They ain't never, they never come close to fighting each other. Triple G. You got all these other Eastern European fighters out there. Triple G ain't never fought them. So it's a lot of hype. It's a lot of it's a lot of stuff going into. It's not. It's a lot of reasons why Triple G. Why we even talk about Triple G the way that we do today, and 
And a lot of that shit is brought on by HBO. Just keeping it a buck. I used to like HBO. Now when I watch an HBO fight, I turn the I turn the volume down the first time I watch it. Because it's so damn biased. And you'll hear, you'll hear that a lot. A lot of people say that. But that's what, that's what you got to do with an HBO fight these days. But yeah, Triple G was the poster boy for this agenda to push Eastern European fighters into the spotlight and to make them seem like they were bigger than what they were. That's just what happened. Now that's over for him. First, it was it was Kovalev. Kovalev was another one of them guys. Andre Ward knocked him out. HBO crying controversy. Andre Ward beat him twice. Now you got Canelo, who got a draw and a victory against Triple G. In my opinion, there is no reason for Canelo to get back in the ring with Triple G. You don't fought this man 24 rounds. You don't took 24 rounds of punishment from this guy. Punches from this from this dude. And the judges have never get, get uh rendered a decision against you. They've given you a draw and they gave you a victory. That's nothing else left to prove against Triple G. Why keep going in there with Triple G? From Triple G's angle, I'm going to tell you right now. This is what I think about Triple G, and I see it. I see, I see, I've seen it in this fight. Even though Triple G fought back hard, and he deserved credit for that. Don't, don't, don't get it twisted. Triple G, I'm telling you, man, it's no reason for Triple G to fight Canelo again. And I got a feeling that Triple G fight Canelo again... He might fuck around and quit. He might just fuck around and throw in a towel. Cause you fight triple, you fight Canelo again. Canelo got all the confidence in the world now. He got all his confidence now, and he's not in, in the Mexican style. That's off the table. He now he don't have to fight like that. He's already proven twelve rounds. I'll fight you in the pocket. Throwing them dogs in the pocket. He's already done it. So the third fight is it's whatever. I can box around you. I can stay in the pocket when I want to. I can I can do whatever I want. And I'm probably gonna get a decision. So you're not gonna get you're not gonna just be sitting there hitting this man with your jab all night. You're not gonna be doing that for that third fight, I'm telling you. So Triple G, I don't know, man. He... He, he might retire. I, I don't see him getting in there with Charlo. I don't see him getting in there with Derevchenko or Danny Jacobs again. He gonna try to hold. He probably gonna. I'm literally. I'm thinking he gonna hold out for this Canelo fight all the way until next year. Canelo will take another fight. He's supposed to be fighting Lemieux in the, um, December or something like that. Whatever. Even though he's supposed to be fighting Jamal Charlo, mandatory. Let me talk about that fight for a minute. Cause I, you know. I saw some videos. Um, I saw some YouTube videos. A couple of people was talking about this. Seventy-eight. Um, I think it's the boxing clinic. I saw them talking about that fight, and a lot of people saying that fight is fifty-fifty. I tend to agree. Um, 
for the most part, uh, Jamal Charlo, I probably would like to see him take another fight before he jumped in there with Canelo. Canelo tricky, man. The, the, the truth about Canelo is Canelo's a tough out for anybody except for Mayweather. Canelo is a tough out for anybody. Anybody that fight Canelo is, is tough, man. It's going to be a tough victory for you. It's not It's not going to be easy. It's no nobody coming in there around his weight class and just dominating Canelo. It's not going to happen. He, he don't have a, What's good about Canelo is he don't have that many holes in his game. He really don't have big enough holes to where you, you, you're, you can look at him and be like, oh, this fighter will really give him a lot of trouble. Can't really do that with Canelo, man. He, he's good at a lot of things, not really great at, at one specific thing. <clears throat> he's just a really solid fighter. Who got a chin and got defense. And when you got that, you can, you know, you, you a tough out. He a tough out. He going to be a tough out for anybody. And that including Jamal Charlo. Jamal Charlo got power. Can box. Got good defense. I think sneaky defense. But I can see Canelo going in there and outworking Charlo and getting a decision. It's hard to get a decision against Canelo. Jamal Char- what Jamal Charlo will have to do is he will have to hurt Canelo more than once and not take damage. He's a bigger guy than Canelo. But like we've seen in the Triple G fight, that doesn't always matter. Canelo Canelo can make adjustments, unlike Triple G. Triple G can't make adjustments. Canelo can. He did it this fight. He said, you know what? I'm not going to retreat from this guy. I'm going to stand in the pocket and back this dude up. This dude don't like fighting backwards. He's, he don't got nothing going backwards. I'm going to back his ass up. That's what he did. He made an adjustment. So, if he fought Jamal Jamal Charlo, he could make adjustments. Jamal Charlo got a really good jab. He technically sound. He got underrated defense. But the truth is, Canelo going to be a tough out for whoever he fight. Whoever he fight at middleweight, they're going to be a tough out. Danny Jacobs, Jamal Charlo... Dervinchenko, any one of them dudes, it's gonna be a tough out. You're not just gonna get, you're not gonna get Canelo out of there easily. Got a good chin, underrated boxing ability. But yeah, we go ahead and wrap this one up. Just wanted to do the post fight analysis. Shout out Lord Flacco, Flacco's World, the Food Podcast. Shout out big homie. We out.